0: Welcome to JAG's Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. JAG's Drive Time starts right now.
1: Gentlemen,
2: now, please welcome to the field, Hall of Famer, Tony Baselli.
3: Hall of Fame jacket, you've earned the love and respect of the entire community. Only one thing missing, the official retirement of number 71 by the Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: Awesome, awesome look back at Tony Baselli's halftime Hall of Fame ceremony in this week's Sounds of the Game. You can watch it on Jaguars.com right now. And as soon as it played, John went like this because, yes, we still have to remember it. We still have to talk about it because it was that cool, John. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I kid. It 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 was a great moment. So long deserved. I've said it a million times, but I mean, it's... uh, uh I was ecstatic for him. I, I don't, I don't hug that many people. When he told me he was in, I <laughs> hugged him. Yeah. I cried the whole thing, uh, and it, it it was a fantastic weekend. You were more intimately involved than I was. Well,
1: so I sat on stage on Saturday night before the debut that they did at the uh, the, the Ritz Theater in the Villa. That in 1995, '94, when a lot of us showed up here, well, there, there are not that many of us left. When a couple of us showed up. <laughs> Everything was a first, right? John was around here for the, you know, the, the first draft pick, which was Tony, and the first game, the first win, the first loss, the first touchdown. You know, all that's a first playoff game. It stretched through a couple of years. Well, it's been a while since we've had a first, mm-hmm. uh, and there aren't that many firsts left. I think the next first to go is maybe a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? Right. Appearance in a Super Bowl, then a Super Bowl win, whatever. Um, so it was great for the franchise, and I, I can't say that enough. It was really important to the franchise to have Tony Baselli into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. It's another step
0: forward for this mm-hmm. team. Although it was cool too uh, that night, I ran into Reggie Barlow, who I hadn't seen since I covered him yeah. in 2001. I think he left to uh, for the Raiders, and a couple of people, Jimmy Smith, who I've seen a lot, and then other people at, at the event. And uh, it, in talking to Reggie, there was a real pride that Tony 100%. had gone in, and he was he said, "Hey, when's Fred getting in? When's Jimmy get? You know." Uh, so there's still a connection, and I think for a long time, because there's been no Super Bowl, because there has been a lack of success, I think some of the alumni players um, haven't felt the connection, not necessarily through any fault of anything. Yeah. It's it's just, just was kind of blah. Well, It's just time. I mean, it's been 25 years now. A lot of these guys in the 90s are as old as I am, which is old. <laughs> so you want – I think they want to connect and – there's always been a pride about this team that I, I think a lot of people nationally miss. I, I know you've got to get to big things, but it just so I'm wearing my legend
1: shirt today, right? <laughs> because uh, I, I, was, I was involved in this process, and I just want people to know that as I talked to former players from all eras, John, not just you know, from Tony's era, um, there was a strong desire to be a part of something like this. And that's why on Friday night when they were at Top Golf, they had a great showing. It was a good showing here for breakfast on Saturday morning and for some time spent at the practice. I don't know if you saw the photo of of Tony Brackens, who was working with um, Josh and with Trayvon. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, There was a lot of that going on. And so for these guys to have the chance to reconnect with the franchise. Mm -hmm. um, And, of course, on Sunday you saw how many guys showed up for the game. It was Mm -hmm. really good. Mm -hmm. I, I think it was the start of the renewal of this franchise. We're seeing it in the facilities. Hopefully, we start seeing it on the field a little bit more week to week, Uh, although I think if you're honest with yourself, you can see it already. Uh, And now you're seeing it with the alumni. Mm
2: -hmm. And you can watch the full 71 documentary right now on Jaguars YouTube. It is so well done, and it is on jaguars.com as well. As we get into big things, and big thing one is back for more. The Jaguars season the Colts again this weekend. After just playing them in week two, Trevor Lawrence played very well against this very defense. And Coach Peterson wants him to do it again. The thing is, when you play teams defenses like this, like last week, Houston. Now, now this week, you know these the the, the Lovey Smiths, the Gus Bradleys of the world. Those those coordinators, their defenses they don't do a lot, but what they do, they do it well, and they're very disciplined. And so, it, it, from an offensive mindset, we have to stay disciplined, and we have to be patient. And even as play callers, you know, myself, we have to um, you know be patient with that sometimes. And. You know they keep everything in front of you. They they don't want to give up the big play. You know, so uh, it's just it's just that's what that's the mentality. You know, and that's the mindset um, as you play as you play teams like this. Big thing too is same stands. Whenever we talk about the Jaguars and the Colts, we're always going to talk about stopping running back Jonathan Taylor. Interestingly enough, he did not practice yesterday in Indianapolis. We'll pay attention to that today, but. Arden Key and really this entire defense know that this is always the message when playing the Colts.
3: Um, applying it this week, we got to stop the run. We we know that they got away from the run game the first time we played them. Um, this week, they got to feed their workhorse 2-8. That's that's a, that's their offense. They're um, they going to feed him the ball. They're going to keep feeding it, and they're not going to stop like they did the first game. So we got to stop the run for at least a half, and then boom.
2: And then, boom, big thing three, wait a little. Jaguars going through a rough patch right now, back-to-back losses. But they all believe they will play out of it, especially with the help of veteran leadership.
3: You know, I think it takes veteran leadership, you know, to kind of settle guys in and say, hey, you know, it's only week five, week six. Um, You know, we have so many more games left and a, a whole future ahead of us. And, you know, there's going to be ups and downs in our season. And, you know, it, that's how social media works now is, you know, you lose one week, it's time to hit the panic button. You win the next week, it's time to crown us the Super Bowl chance. You know, it's, it's just how this, the, the, the world is nowadays. And so, you know, for us, the, the veterans that have been in this league that know how it goes, uh, it's just keeping everybody balanced, keeping the same approach. You don't have to do any more than you did the week before. And uh, just being consistent in our approach.
2: Brian, I knew you were going to love that answer. I yeah. can see you smiling well, when he it, said social it, media, everyone relax.
0: Yeah, well, you know how I feel about that.
1: Uh, I was talking to one of those veteran leaders yesterday about this team and really where the consistency has to show up first is on the practice field. And I got the sense talking to him that there's a ways that this young team has to go to play consistently. You must learn to practice consistently. And Doug and Mike and uh, all of his leaders are you know, working to develop this team's practice habits at the same time that they're working to win games. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's something that we overlook is that you got a lot of young guys, they gotta know exactly the attention to detail. And the work they have to do on their own in the film room or at home on the iPad, they've got to learn how to win doesn't just mean to close out a game. It's how to prepare for the game. And I think that it was very revealing that this player was so honest about they still have a ways to go in terms of preparation.
0: Yeah, it's a young team and they worked really hard in the off season and did impressive things to make it feel like a veteran team. When I say they, I mean I trend Balky, Doug Peterson. You brought in veterans at most positions, but true veteran teams have homegrown guys. Guys who grew up in your system. At every position that everybody sort of knows naturally as a leader. And they have other guys who don't have to necessarily always look to that guy for leadership. It is a young team. The two guys who made the crucial mistakes the other day, we talked about it, Brian. Yeah. Trayvon Walker and uh, Trevor Lawrence, huge expectations. They're also 23 and 22 years old, which in this league is very, very young. So I absolutely think youth is still a factor in the fact that they've lost close games, tight games, games at the end. Those are things that – I know people are tired of it, but you've got to learn it and you've got to – have that veteran presence to do those things consistently, they're working toward that. I think it's easier right now. I mean, I I know people
1: are tired of hearing patience, but but it's easier when you look at the rest of the team, the run defense, the way the offensive line has protected the quarterback. You can see that this is just a matter of more time for the quarterback, which Doug has talked about, to learn, to get ready for the different situations, to learn to be patient not try to force things. His own words post-game Sunday, I was trying to force things. We've seen that. We saw it in Philadelphia. All of these things. It's a little easier to be patient if you're looking at the big picture. Now, I want to go to number two, mm-hmm. and that's Jonathan Taylor. He had that big game at the end of the, the 2020 season where he had 261 yards. And then he broke out to a huge game in November last year, 107 in the first half. You know, since then, he had nine yards in the first in, in the second half of that game, by the way. But he only had eighteen yards here in January and, and only four yards here in the first half of the other game. Well, how did they do that? Did all of a sudden the Jaguars' run defense stock up on talent? Yeah, to a degree. But it was the offense that got out to an early lead and put points on the board. The defense was able to focus on the run. They fell behind in both games. And that's going to be the way you stop Jonathan Taylor is this offense get some points on the board and frustrate them. Mm-hmm. Stop the run so you can set up the quarterback to stand in the pocket. I get it, John. But in order for this run defense to stop a guy as good as Jonathan Taylor, assuming he plays, he is the best running back in the league right now. And if he is, if
0: they get away from him, it's because you've put points on the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I, I think they contain Taylor because they've done it. And from what you hear in Indianapolis, the Colts' offensive line uh, and that whole offense, even when Taylor was playing, was not clicking the way it usually does. Uh, to me, the biggest factor, the biggest change, okay, you stop Taylor. Well, when they stopped Taylor in week two, Matt Ryan had zero options, right? Because the two receivers were out. This week, if they stop Taylor, which I think they'll contain him in in a relatively similar way, how do you handle it when the Colts have their weapons and can maybe instead of it being what was it 10 nothing at halftime, it's 10 seven and it's it's closer. The play calls are different. Uh, that to me turns this into a different matchup.
1: I agree. It is a different matchup. But, you know, he's had Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce now the last couple of games. He's been mm-hmm. sacked 21 times. Yeah, He's fumbled the ball 11 times. And he has turned the ball over seven times, right, in terms of um, of interception. So, and if you go back to, to the merger in 1970, he's the only quarterback through five games to have that kind of statistical. And he's struggled. He doesn't look like Matt Ryan. And I think a lot of that is due to the offensive line. So... I think there's a lot of pressure on these
0: guys to put pressure on this guy mm-hmm. because if you do, yeah, you can make them much less efficient. Mm-hmm. And yet is, somehow they've won two of those three games right. since they played here. And usually teams don't meander around like that yeah. for long. So uh, we'll it, see. It's worrisome, Shalene. It worrisome.
2: sure is. More to talk about with the Jaguars drive time in this game coming up on Sunday. We go around the locker room on the Jaguars digital network next. Fields Auto Group Jacksonville, step up to luxury. FieldsAuto.com. We're back, Jaguars drive time Thursday morning, getting ready for an away game this Sunday against the Colts as we go around the locker room from yesterday. And the big message, really, from a lot of veteran guys who have played in this league a couple of years is this balance we talk about of wanting to win right now, but knowing this might take some time. And what side do you lean on? Let's hear from Rayshon Jenkins.
3: And it's the NFL. It's just hard to win every single game, I will say that. But uh, we want to win majority of them, and that's what we're trying to uh, get this team, the the mindset of this team. You know, we got to win most of these games, you know. Win the games that we're supposed to win.
2: And you will hear the slight game of ping pong behind all of these interviews. It never goes away. It's still, I will it's say. It's funny, the
1: ping pong table. Do you realize that there's a big story this week about, um, was it the Commanders? Ron Rivera was praising players for making the decision to get rid of the ping pong table, right? Come that's on. a story. I mean, see, oh, it's a story. Every year there's there's someone that says, "Hey, we put the ping pong table back in because it, co- it promotes unity and guys want to be there." And then another coach says, "We got rid of that thing because it distracted guys." distracted it, it, ping-
0: how? Come on. I mean, if you but you know the story, you hear even, it was a That's a problem. If they're not it, it, see It ping it's pong, as pong thing as the NFL. becomes a story when it's in the locker room. Yeah. Most teams have players' lounges. This team really doesn't have that kind of players' lounge, no. so it's in the locker room. It's it's whatever. It becomes I'm a story. So tired. I'm so tired. I'm just weary. I'm a weary man <laughs> on a long journey.
2: If you think ping pong is the problem, yeah, then on. you've got a much bigger problem well, on your hands. Sometimes
1: you are searching dramatically and <laughs> for desperately an for a reason. Quarterbacks
0: threw two red zone interceptions last year. Table. That's the problem. Is that ping pong? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,
2: all right, so let's go back to Christian Kirk. This offense that played so well in Los Angeles and against the Colts, we all got the taste of what this offense could look like, and now them themselves are trying to get back to that.
3: It's tough, you know, when you get a taste and you know how good you can be. We've shown it, and uh, I think that's the disappointing part is we know how good we can be, and we know we haven't been living up to our standard, and so. It uh, you know, started today and it'll go into tomorrow and Friday of just, you know, practicing to the, our level of expectation and looking to get out there Sunday and just play free and play in our game plan. I
1: can't unhear the ping
3: pong now.
0: Nah,
2: ping pong table. It's, it's a ping pong table. <laughs> <laughs> you did hear Christian Kirk say practicing to our expectation. And, Brian, that goes back to you and what yep. that player was telling you. It, it's it's clear that that might be the message this week. There
1: are a lot of young players that need to learn and, and and Doug has said this over and over. He never gets away from Wednesday on Wednesday. He's not thinking about Thursday. Or on Thursday, he's thinking about Thursday and Thursday only. And that's a that's a level of maturity. That's a level of performance that young players have to learn. Um, we'd all like them to be there right now, but they're not. Yeah. Yes. They're working on it. Yeah. The, the, I can tell you this. The veteran player I talked to said that the other veteran players that he talks to, they're all working on it. They're all focused on taking it from their meeting rooms to the practice field, to the locker room, so that the ping-pong game is as precise as possible.
2: (laughs) It's all about the ping-pong game. (laughs) All right, let's go back to Arden Key, who practiced at outside linebacker yesterday, and this is clear. The Colts will bring their best on Sunday. If you aren't paying attention to Week 2, this game against the Colts, they will play angry on Sunday.
3: You look at our uh, two losses we had back-to-back, they're going to come in and think, okay, we got them. they they, they kind of down. They lost two games back-to-back. We should take advantage of them. Um, but we got to come in ready to work Sunday, fine off all cylinders.
2: And, and truthfully, the Jaguars can say the same thing about the Colts. Yes, they are struggling as well. They're squeaking by with these games. But the Colts aren't far and away better than the Jaguars right now. That's why I think this game is so interesting.
0: No, it's, it's sort of the same as last week. And I would maintain, I know we built up last week, it'll say a lot about the team, and and it did. It it showed you they're not ready to be called contenders yet until they win a couple and get back into it. Um, But I think this game, now you're back sort of in the NFL. And it's been a long time since this team has been in the NFL, meaning they've been down (laughs) low where you knew they weren't going to be involved with with very much conversation. Um, In this league, you lose disappointing games. You sometimes sink to two and three when you think you're better than that. And then if you have a bad loss at home, you go on the road and win one. And now next week, if, if Trevor goes up there and those three touchdowns, there will be fans writing me who wrote me this week that he's a bust, wondering why he's not higher on the NFL.com quarterback <laughs> rankings because he's, he's not getting love and respect. That's how the league goes. But that's what you have to do. You covered Del Rio's teams for years. I always thought, were sort of in the in the muck of the NFL. Yep. They were between 7-9 and nine and 10-6, and six, and they lost a couple of games, and they had to fight back and get there. They made the playoffs a couple of times right. doing that way. They were like he was as a player. Yeah, but you've got to – if this team wins this week, then I think they'll have a chance to get 7, 8, be in the conversation, be frustrating at times, and be in there. If, if they lose this one, you do wonder about it sort of sliding away. I admit I worry about that. But that's what you've eventually got to break out of and be a team that goes and wins one of these. I'm not buying the whole angry Colts thing. I mean, they had a chance. They were angry when they came
1: down here in week two. They had the, the score of last January, the crushing loss that painted in their locker room. If they were going to be angry, they were going to be angry in week two. That stuff goes away after a yeah. play. Anyway. Yeah, they're, 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 there's not much. I'm, the fans might be loud because the Jaguars knocked them out of the playoffs, and this is their first chance to see them. Um, what, you're, what you're going to see is a veteran team that's very well coached that that's what i worry about is that they're so well coached and they're veterans that they will know the little differences that some of the young guys on this team don't in terms of how to handle the emotion of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not I'm not buying the angry thing. He said, you're going to see the Colts best? Well, the Jaguars better bring their best. Right. They better have a great day on the practice field today and tomorrow.
2: Mm-hmm. And the Colts also having some extra time to prepare for this game coming off of Thursday night football game. Well, they need game. They are so And that's certainly beat an advantage.
1: Up. They
0: are so beat mm-hmm. up.
1: Their injury report, if we're going to talk about the injury report from week two where they were missing a couple guys, it's even worse now.
0: Yeah. And missing three key defensive guys uh, – Safety, quiddy pay. We got their safety, quiddy pay, and they're missing uh, Shaq Leonard. Yeah. Uh, Taylor will be down, their backup running back. But the thing you worry about this one, and we talked about on this show, the Colts, since they left Jacksonville, have been winning and staying close in sort of some ugly, stay close games. Once Matt Ryan gets into the five minute mark or the six minute mark, he's experienced enough. He's calm. He knows how to bring a team back. Right now, I don't think he's the physical player Trevor Lawrence is, but late in games, Matt nice. Ryan is still saving still still done. 15 years in the game. You don't want this to be a 16-13 thing at the end of the game mm-hmm. with the Colts having the ball at their own 30 because all of a sudden he's he's completing three passes you're in, you know, that's what you want to try to avoid.
2: Absolutely, and that is around the locker room we come back on Jaguars Drive Time Some He Will, He Won't, He Might on the Jaguars Digital Network. We are back Jaguars drive time Thursday morning, which means it's time to look ahead to Sunday for he will, he won't, he might for this game. Brian, what do you got?
1: Well, I'm assuming that Foley-Vontacassi plays. I know he practiced, was a little bit limited yesterday. But look, if, if he plays, he will make a huge difference. I don't believe Damian Pierce has some of the success that he has running inside last week, breaking tackles if Foley is there. So if he plays, he shuts down two and even three gaps. That allows Devon Hamilton and Roy robertson and Harris even more flexibility he is a massive difference if he is on the field on Sunday he won't he he he, he won't dazzle people because that's not his game right I and mean, everyone keeps looking for this defensive tackle to penetrate and make sacks and he's had a couple of moments where he's gotten towards the quarterback but that's not his game um so he's not going to put up stats that have people going yeah oh, if only fotakosi um but he might be the most important of the free agents that they signed because Inside, especially in the AFC South, where you have Jonathan Taylor now, Damien Pierce, and the big guy in Tennessee, Derrick Henry, you have got to have someone who shuts down the middle of it. I don't know how the Jets let this guy get away. Um, he is a tremendously powerful and really smart interior defensive lineman. And I, you know, I think if the Jaguars end up, like John said, getting into this eight, 9, 10 win category. Uh, he'll be a, a serious candidate for MVP. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know that I said 10. but <laughs> right. well, You said 10 before. <laughs> um, <laughs> Last week, maybe. And, and <laughs> I think mean, they had a really nice, nice free agency period. Uh, Christian Kirk, Vodakasi, um I, I'm not sure we're looking at pro bowlers there, but in that free agency, they wanted to raise the level and get uh, good people who could lead. And t- I mean, I think it's one of the better free agency classes in terms oh, yeah. of raising the level of talent and doing what they wanted to do that they've had in a long time. My H3, Shlyn, mm-hmm. is uh, Devin Lloyd. Yes. And I, and I remembered it without looking at a piece of paper. Wow. Um, you brought it. Yeah, and and the he will, he will, not he might. I'll do the categories, but uh, he will be around the ball. Uh, Jeff Logman gave me a, a, a terrific stat when I talked to him on Monday about this. I think he said Devin was out uh, had 11 missed tackles – I mean, I'm sorry, 11 tackles and five missed tackles the other day, or something in that category. The point was he was around the ball 16 or 17 times, which is an insane number to be around the ball and have a chance. He won't make every tackle because he's young. He's still learning once he gets there, finish the play, uh, do the things that will eventually make him a pro bowler and an all-pro. Uh, I have two he might, Glenn. So it's H3 with a little Plus asterisk one. on it. Right. Um, he might get a pick because the guy has an unbelievable knack for being around the ball. And sometimes that's a sixth sense. Sometimes it's because he's so fast and reacts so well. He almost had a pick the other day, early, mm-hmm. uh, off a of deflection. At some point, it's not a fluke. He's always either de- defensing a pass, making a pick. It's the last he might have excited about, Brian. This is where the Astros come in. Let's hear it. He might wind up being the best defensive player this team's ever had.
2: Whoa.
0: I mean, and and it's way early, but he has that kind of potential. He is insanely good for a young player. Yep. There doesn't seem to be any limit. And when I say best, you know, there's been other guys, Brackens. uh, I think Brackens is the best. They have – who've put in so much time. Yep. My point in saying this, and uh, Jalen, of course, never quite worked out in terms of being here, but this guy's got that sort of playmaking ability, that sort of dynamic. Uh, We talked about it so gushingly after the draft that the reason I said he's going to be the best, I wanted to circle back to that comment. Um, He hasn't disappointed at all in the first five weeks, and there is nothing to make you think that he's not going to be a meteoric superstar. Um, Totally agree. Brackens has the most sacks. Um,
1: Rasheen has the most takeaways. And this guy does both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if he comes close to his potential, which is, as you said, meteoric, uh, he is tremendous. And keep in mind.
0: Because he, he really was, hasn't figured it out yet. That's no. what the mishap was. He was the defensive you. player of the month in September, right. rookie
1: of the month. Yeah. yeah. There's something here. With no time on the practice field, no time on the game field in August. He oh, did yeah. that based on pure ability alone. Now you start
0: to mix in knowledge with the ability. Watch out. Hands. Yeah. And I don't, th- I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be the best, but. That there's been that many guys. It's not a preposterous statement. That quickly who look and you go, I'm usually not a rookie guy. This kid is special.
2: Yes, and certainly doesn't act like a rookie. So well-rounded, just the way he carries himself, too, and, and everything, every aspect of the game. All right, my he will, he won't, he might is Arden Key. He will play at outside linebacker. He practiced there yesterday with Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen, and that's because Caleb on, chase on is going on injured reserve. Caleb on might come back at some point in the season, but he will be placed on injured reserve, so they need more bodies here. That will be Arden Key. He won't be the superstar outside linebacker that we think Trayvon Walker can be and that Josh Allen will get to be. But it's a it's a great thing for Arden Key to have this versatility where he can shift to this and fill a spot. And he's really excited about this. I talked to him in the locker room yesterday and he played outside linebacker in college. And he was so looking forward to getting back to the position he played in college. And he said he was fired up when they told him he was making the shift and he might. Just stay there. This is a guy that was a big free agency signing. He was a huge storyline in training camp, a really talented player that added depth to this defense, and now we're seeing that depth come to fruition, right? When something like this happens, to have a guy that you can plug and play is huge. Well, I think,
1: I think he probably does stay there because they signed Ledbetter and Barry mm-hmm. back to the roster, who are bigger guys. Um, it would seem to me, with Caleb on down for some time, I don't know how long it's going to be, but it didn't sound like he's going to come rushing back. Right. To put Key back there, who I think just has an... E- Calevon lacks the instinct. He's got the athleticism, but he lacks the instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Arden Key has great instincts for the quarterback.
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's fit into what I was talking about earlier. The free agency class was a really smart free agency class that added the right things in spots. Arden Key's not a superstar, no, but he's a really good free agency signing for this sort of thing. He makes your front seven more swarmy, you know, makes it better. Uh, I also thought opt- – opt- all training came in preseason when everybody just hammered the Jaguars for lack of depth. I thought that whole thing all month was overrated. Uh, I didn't think they were as thin as people thought. And I think Arden Key and uh, Tyler Shatley sort of show that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not deep enough. You know, now, if there's another injury on the interior or if there's another injury outside linebacker, then all of a sudden you start getting into a thin area. But every team's got that. Right. Uh, This is not the thinnest team, and I think Arden Key is a perfect example of that.
2: Mm -hmm. Ben Barge being placed on injured reserve as well and will miss the remainder of the season. So the Jaguars getting a little bit banged up, but not like we're seeing across the NFL as well. So relatively healthy as a whole when we come back on Jaguars Drive Time. Some Monday's headlines today. Jaguars drive time on a Thursday morning, predicting the results of a Monday morning. Monday's headlines today. Brian, what do you think? him?
1: I'm going nine plus three equals question mark. It's a nine. headline. No, it's not. I don't understand it. Well, here's why. I'm going to explain Twelve. it to you. It's, um, it's nine straight losses to the Texans, but three straight wins over the Colts because I think they're going to win on Sunday equals what? Do we know what this team is, in other words?
2: I, okay, okay, Twelve. I like that.
1: It's I not did. so bad. It makes you think, and that's what headlines used to do to people.
0: <laughs>
2: John, what do I've you think? I've got one. Canton
0: bound. Because oh, I think they're going to win. Uh, and I don't know if I think they're going to win.
2: <laughs> Why are you
0: saying? But, then? But, but <laughs> I want to give them one more chance before I become negative Nelly all season. Uh, I, I don't feel great about it, but I I can see a path where Trevor goes up there, does the right thing against this cover two. Against a cover three, mm-hmm. plays that way. Throws two those two interceptions, they win, and all of a sudden, every fan's going to be like, I knew, I told you he was good. He's going to, yeah. you know. There's so, a
1: little of that Jekyll and Hyde.
0: Canton Bounds, a little bit of a tongue in cheek because pe- people will overreact. Yep. If they win this week, people will have them in Super John, uh, don't you think they should be in the playoffs every year now? I mean, it'll be that. So that's my headline. I just think, it's, bound.
1: I, I think a lot of people, me included, were disappointed with the outcome on Sunday, primarily because, as I said yesterday, all the the, the interest in this town, it's just uh. waiting to take over. It's like, what did you do, right? Um, and then when you pull back away from it and you listen to Doug and the players by Wednesday, you're like, yeah, I get it. You know, young quarterback's going to – I just – I think this is a you
0: know win-lose, win-lose yeah. kind of season. I think they win. Mm -hmm. So I know we're waiting to get to yours.
2: Anticipating.
0: Here's what just kept driving at me all week. I got an email basically from somebody saying, do you think the players will lose confidence in Trevor if he continues this pattern of being the reason they lost? He was AFC Offensive Player of the Week two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm sorry, (laughs) I'm banging the table. I know this Yeah, No, 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 no. You know, you're 100% correct. But that's... If he continues to be this problem, he played his best two games in week two and three, and then eight. he played in the cold rain that Schlen is still trying to get yeah. over. How is therapy good? <laughs> <laughs> so, I still don't but work. she's still trying to get over that, and so he had one bad game in yeah. circumstances against a defense that he just quite couldn't quite figure out that yes. day. Let's relax. Well, Let's hey, look,
1: the players know. Who can play and who can't. And Thank the you. players in that locker room believe in him because they know he can
2: play. Mm-hmm. And my headline is It Ain't Over This Whole Entire Week. I've read some scripts and some stories that if the Jaguars lose on Sunday, their season is over. Oh, stop. Like, it, yes, it's dramatic. I, I hear what you're saying. Yes, the expectations of this being a playoff team and that they can get to those eight, nine wins. Yeah, that's over if the Jaguars lose on Sunday. But it's preposterous to say that this season is over. I think they do win on Sunday, but I agree with Brian. It's back and forth. I think it's a win-loss type of year. One week, one week.
1: Schlin, 1996, this team started 4-7, and seven, and Tom Coughlin's head was on the chopping block. They started winning. They didn't stop till they got the AFC title game. Nobody believed at 4-7 and seven that they were going to win another game, let alone make the playoffs, <laughs> let alone get to within a game of the Super Bowl. It's never over until you are officially eliminated
2: until the fat lady sings right that's the same was it over
0: when the germans bombed (laughs) i love that movie gosh i love it all
2: right 1941 one of the jaguars drive time on a thursday morning stay with us on jaguars.com all weekend long for your game coverage we will see you here bright and early monday morning see if those headlines came true